That'll do it. The game may be over, but our coverage of Utah Jazz basketball is just beginning. That kid is on fire on catch-and-shoot threes right now. This is Utah Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Bounces to Gobert, and he rocks the pass Presented by both Mark Miller Subaru locations. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Now, it's time for a complete wrap of tonight's Utah Jazz game on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Ben Anderson with you as the Jazz beat the Wizards tonight, 127 to 116, their ninth consecutive victory. Post game brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. And I'm with you, Ben. Uh, echo some of the comments you made in the in the last segment. This was a good win for the Jazz. Uh, they were having a tough time keeping Bradley Beal in front of them in the first half. Made a real nice adjustment on him in the second. He finished the game with 25 points, but it took him 25 shots to get there. 11 to 25. And then, you know, Bogdanovich props you up in the first half and everybody else catches up in the second and score 127 points. He, he, it's a funny thing about this, and David talked about it during crosstalk a little bit. And I get the Jazz are beating up on bad teams, and on top of beating up on bad teams, these are bad teams that are missing players. They still have twelve NBA players. Uh, you've got to beat these teams, and, and the Jazz have found a way to do it. Let's go back to uh, DC. Quinn Snyder's at the podium, contesting a lot of shots. They were making, you know, they made some some good, you know, mid range pull ups, but you know, we wanted to make them a little bit harder. And you know, I think eventually, um, you know, we were able to do that and contest a little bit better and do everything just on a little different level. What are your thoughts on the guard play tonight? Well, you know, I, I think this was a tough game in a lot of levels, and they they were going under a lot of screens, and I thought our guys did a good job adjusting where we weren't just playing behind the screen. Um, we were driving the ball downhill, just attacking. That was, you know, all our guys, Emmanuel, um, JC, um, Boyan obviously took the ball to the rim, so I thought us attacking the rim more, you know, in the second half was, was you know, a big help. Is that what got Rudy going offensively as well? Because he only had the one opportunity in the first half. Yeah, it's hard because sometimes um, the way the game is played, you know, Rudy's given himself up a lot, and he doesn't get those, um, you know, shots. Um, and that that's where I think our guys are aware. We don't want to, you know, obsess about that. And Rudy's done a good job of being patient with those things, and eventually... Um, you know, he was able to get some stuff on the board. Um, he got a couple, you know, after timeout plays, and he finished. And I, I think, ironically, his defense, you know, always, if you're taking the ball out of the net all the time, which we were more in the, in the first half, um, we're able to get out and get to the rim. And then those things are available when our guys are attacking the rim. If we're just dribbling and playing behind screens, you know, they never have to come help off him, and it makes it harder. How, how much of that trouble in the first half was settling into not having Donovan? Um, you know, this is a tough game. You know, it's your first game on an East Coast road trip. You know, it's a matinee game. And, you know, I, I think, you know, I thought Amanda did, did an excellent job. It was it was our whole group, as I said, with, you know, they were 
they were playing, you know, under pick and roll and really trying to keep us out of the pain. What that forces you to do is take shots. Um, and sometimes taking those shots, particularly if you don't make them, um, or the ball stops. So I thought you, you have to be more determined to move the ball. And I thought our guys got a better feel for that you know, as, it, as, it, as it went on. Obviously, you know, Donovan's you know, one of our key guys, so there's always going to be a little of adjustment, you know, no different than any player. But, you know, I thought our guys did a really good job of kind of absorbing that collectively. Coach, one of the things that stood out is there's five minutes to go. It's a five-point game, Rudy with five fouls, and his composure to get back on the floor and, and close this one out. That's always a tough decision, you know, when you take a guy out at the six-minute mark, um, even if you're going to get him back in quickly. Um, you know, one minute was one of those things you think, was it really worth it to take him out? But we have confidence in Tony, and I think sometimes, you know, just a chance to collect yourself, um, even though it's a short period of time, if you sit down, take a breath, and then get back in the game, you know, you're, you're a little more poised. And, you know, Rudy's played, you know, with fouls before, and I think he understands how to adjust, you know, the way he needs to and still be, you know, still be himself and still be a factor. And over the last 15 games or so, you guys have played really well offensively. Mm -hmm. What's opened that up for you guys, uh, maybe even especially at the three-point line? Well, we, you know, we've been able to shoot. Um, we had a couple guys that... I think the familiarity with where you get your shots, um, it started for us, you know, we weren't, our spacing wasn't great. So a lot of times, you know, when you might be open, you weren't as open. Um, but it's been a real emphasis for us trying to generate threes, you know, what types of threes are they in transition, are they under on pick and roll, and they hand off, like, there's all different ways to get threes. Um, and it's something we've tried to focus on because every guy's a little bit, a little bit different. But um, I think a lot of it is just, you know, we made a few adjustments with certain things. Guys started to get comfortable. Um, you know, and it's we've got a good offensive team. We've got good players, and you're going to have um, tough nights. But you know, we want to make sure we're getting our attempts because you know, usually when that happens, the law of averages catches up, catches up with you um, when you got guys that can shoot the ball. Late connections between JC and Rudy. There, uh, have you? What's that evolution been like between Jordan? We know he's been yeah. working on getting involved, but especially with Rudy. Right. Well, you know, the, the, there's a stretch where Jordan plays where he doesn't play with Rudy, so it kind of makes sense that that connection is still developing. Um, and then, you know, we've got a number of playmakers on the floor, so we've tried not to kind of just pick and choose um, and kind of let that happen naturally throughout the course of the game. And our, the reason you can do that is because our guys have a good feel for each other. You know, when Joe's going and good he's playing and then Jordan gets the ball and the, the, to have them to, to, to orchestrate it in situations out of timeout that makes sense sometimes in the flow of the game um, they don't need to hear me as much if you know we've talked about those things enough and it's it's good for them to be instinctive and I, I think that's what happened with Jordan Jordan attacked the rim in the second half <clears throat> you know he's one of the guys where they're going under screens and he's been so conscious of attacking the rim and playing the right way and it's getting his teammates involved so it just it doesn't feel right sometimes when you come down and a guy goes under a couple times and, and then you shoot without anybody touching it. So um, we had to figure out kind of how to break through that mindset. 
All right, that was Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. And Ben, uh, talked about what Quinn just said there right at the very end. That was something you hit on at, at, at halftime. So many um, one-touch possessions where the they or no pass possessions, I believe, is the verbiage that you used. And that was something they had to overcome. And it was obviously a lot better in the second half. A lot better in the second half. And it, really funny to hear Quinn talk about it. It's so easy to just overlook this stuff. And, of course, he does it for a living and, and – you know, his his livelihood depends on it. So we talk about Jordan Clarkson being a head down player or, or, or not being a good passer. And, you know, we don't say that, but I think that was kind of the MO he had coming mm. into this basketball team. A, it's not true. And we've watched that. Like he can clearly pass the ball and was good tonight. B, he, had, he doesn't play with Rudy Gobert much. So like, why would he know where Rudy is? Why right. would he know how Rudy likes to catch the ball? Like I, we overrate how much practice time these guys actually get together. Or we, we overestimate how much they get together. They don't play very much. And if you're not playing with a guy on the floor, how much are you actually working on that in practice? Probably very rarely. So what Quinn Snyder said there is interesting, that he just doesn't get a lot of minutes with Gobert, so you have to draw plays out of a timeout to get them chemistry. Yep. And they did that, and then they were huge. Again, two huge passes from uh, Jordan Clarkson to Rudy Gobert late in the game absolutely determined the outcome here, and that's that's good basketball. That's not just hey, this team's playing well right now. That's, hey, this is a really good basketball team, and that's why they're winning games. All right, and of course, when the Jazz win, you win the day after every Jazz win, home or away, Little Caesars is giving you a free pizza. Order one custom-round multi-topping pizza through the Little Caesars app, and you'll receive a free, large, extra-most, bestest pepperoni pizza using promo code UTAHJAZZ, all one word, valid at all participating Utah Little Caesars locations, mobile orders only. Want to remind you to go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback, available now at Mark Miller. Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz win. They beat the Wizards 127 to 116. More sound for, uh, for you from the locker room. More analysis as well straight ahead here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Jake Scott, Ben Anderson, brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. The Jazz beat the Wizards tonight for their ninth consecutive victory, 127-116. to Let's uh, check out your sharp stats of the game. Brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Uh, ben, the Jazz tonight shot 53.3% from the field, uh, 48 of 90. They were 33% from three, 10 of 30. Um, they were led by Boyan Bogdanovich, who had 31 points on 12 of 23 shooting. Jordan Clarkson added 23 coming in off the bench. Joe Ingles with 20 to go along with nine assists. Nice game from Joe tonight. Rudy Gobert, 21 points, 14 rebounds, two block shots. Um, really, uh, Ben, including Emmanuel Moutier, who had 14 points on six of 10 shooting. The only one who struggled tonight in the starting lineup was Royce O'Neal, but even he shot the ball well. Three of four for 10 points. He had five boards as well. He just had a tough time uh, defensively tonight. Bradley Beal gave him fits for whatever reason. And Bradley Beal scores 28 points a game, so maybe that was Beal. I, I honestly, he looked sluggish to me. Like He looked the way Donovan has looked the last two nights. Yeah, like maybe uh, he's not feeling well. So I wonder if he's not feeling great, and it's very possible, but who knows? Maybe he just had a bad night. You know, NBA players have bad nights. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, again, we've talked about this a lot, Jake, is just don't take Donovan Mitchell for granted. And Boyan had a pretty quiet second half. Last year, the Jazz had three players score 30 or more. Donovan Mitchell did it 16 times. Jay Crowder did it once, and Grayson Allen did it once. And Grayson's doesn't count. And Grayson doesn't that count. That was the last game No of the starters. Year. He yeah. played 40 minutes. They went to overtime. It was crazy. Uh, 
Boyan Bogdanovich has eight 30-point games in 39 outings. For, actually, 38 because he missed the Lakers game. Right. He's got eight in 38 games. That's incredible. That's what, 23% something wild yeah. like that? One every four games, he comes out and gives you 30 points, and you don't lose because of it? I mean, that's like a starting pitcher who's an ace in a rotation, which is every four games he's going to come out, and you've won that game because he's going to give you that dominant of a performance. Seven and one, or eight, seven and one now when, uh, when he scores 30 or more for the Jazz. So that's incredible and again you just cannot overthink it sometimes you have to score to win basketball games especially in the modern nba and jordan clarkson was really bad in the first half tonight jake he was really really bad three of ten i want to say for six points Mm -hmm. and he was incredible in the second half of the game and that's just playing the right way and quinn snyder having faith in those guys that was a that was a very impressive performance tonight from the jazz especially in the second half oh and clarkson obviously having confidence in himself i mean <laughs> he's never he, lacked that no i don't think has. he lacks that at all he, three of ten oh four from three you know a lot of guys would be like you know what maybe i should stop shooting tonight yeah but not clarkson and, and I'm, I'm i mean this as entirely as a compliment you know he has the he has the confidence to go out there and and do what he does and play his game and essentially quinn snyder paid him that compliment as well let's take a look at your points in the paint uh, tonight Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1 800 Go Serta or visit SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do life. Jazz uh, beat up on Washington in the paint tonight, 68 to 56. Rudy Gobert. Uh, that's that's Rudy <laughs> on both and, sides. Uh, yeah, against the, and against a team who, who really has no interest in playing defense. I mean, yeah, they were getting into the oh, paint, doing whatever they wanted. Hilarious! Yeah. How little interest they had in stopping the Jazz from scoring. And as soon as they stopped making mid-range jump shots, the game was pretty much over. You know, as soon as the Wizards were not shooting 60% from the floor, the Jazz ran away with the game. And the only one really on on the Wizards who appeared to have any sort of interest in playing defense was Gary Payton Jr., and he only played 13 minutes. He's he's trying to make it in the NBA. He kind of has to play defense. And by the way, do do we have to call him Gary Payton the second? I know I heard David doing that, and on the official introduction, I heard them say Gary Payton the second. Since when did it become not Junior? Junior, I don't know. What is that? Let's start naming our children after ourselves, and then we can... We can figure out how we want to feel about I, that. I guess, you know, call him whatever. But uh, Gary Payton II, uh, Salt Lake Community College product, yeah, by the way. That's Gary, awesome. Gary Payton Jr. Uh, but yeah, the Wizards, no interest in playing defense whatsoever. I mean, they're they're the last in the league, um, obviously, for a reason. And, and Rudy tonight, uh, Ben, he, he was awesome. 21 points. He was 8 of 10 shooting. In fact, let's, uh, let's get to tonight's Master of the Glass, which we should just rename after Rudy brought to you by brought to you by safe light auto glass a local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the jazz safe light auto glass also proud to present this year's master of the glass rebound program at the end of the regular season safe light will donate five dollars for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader with all proceeds benefiting the neighborhood house and Rudy tonight had 14 rebounds five of which were offensive and it's just pretty amazing that that's an average rebounding night for Rudy this year. He's he's incredible. Uh, and, and we said this before the game that we can look at Donovan Mitchell not being in the game and, and it had a huge impact tonight. If Donovan's out there, maybe the Jazz win this game by 30. Like right. They just beat the, the Hornets and have been blowing teams out recently. Uh, but Rudy Gobert is still probably the best player on the floor tonight. Even without Donovan Mitchell out there, he's better than Bradley Beal. And he was in the second half. I mean, he just absolutely dominated the game. And if you don't watch the Jazz, if you don't see the nuance of how Rudy Gobert does it, of just making sure you never get layups and then has a couple of huge dunks late, maybe you don't feel that way, but he just absolutely flipped the switch in the second half, even when he was exhausted. And Jake, there was one possession where the Wizards scored, Rudy Gobert walked out of bounds to pick up the ball to pass it back in. 
barely got down the floor, caught an offensive rebound, got fouled, barely got the ball up to the rim. I mean, he was exhausted. Yeah. But still, he's so good. He has an impact on the game, even when even when he doesn't have much in his legs. Well, and then and this is probably a, a going to be a very under talked about story. But Rudy was exhausted, as you describe, and and really when he couldn't get when you're Rudy and you're so tired, you're having trouble getting into the rim. I mean, you're you're yeah. ga- you're gassed. <laughs> right. But but Tony Bradley was so bad in the first half. Yeah, I'm sure Quinn was going okay. Well, we right. got to limit that. And then Tony comes in at the end of the third and gives Rudy a spell at uh, the beginning of the fourth, and that's when the Jazz went on the run. Yeah, and he was good there. And then Quinn had. To go back to him for one minute at the six minute mark and the Jazz were up 109.99 in a minute and five seconds. That goes from 109 to 99 to 109 to 104. And I mean just back, instantly and, back Rudy had to come back Rudy. and then Rudy had three dunks in the final five minutes and was just With insanely brilliant. Was insanely brilliant. Yeah. And it's just amazing the, the amount of ground that Rudy can cover. That is just so underrated. I mean, I don't think people realize that he's not just standing next to the rim all night. Yeah. That he's out there switching on guards. And we talk about gravity with offensive players. He's anti gravity. Yeah. I mean, he just he shrinks the floor. He's so long. His wingspan, his ability to get out and guard on the perimeter. He really is anti gravity, and just he just destroys spacing by himself. Well, on one possession, was it in the first half, Ben, where he made Bradley Beal carry the ball twice, twice. in the same possession because and then, he and then airballed a shot. Yes. And they didn't call it. And then no, he, he threw it away. Shot. Didn't he throw it oh, away into right. the back into that's the backcourt? Right. And it was like, wow, Rudy is just just amazing. Absurd. Because Beal Beal got into the lane and he was he was going to shoot. And then he saw Rudy and said, oh, never mind. I guess I'm going to try and keep dribbling. And he did that actually twice. It reminded me of the, uh, and this is going to go down as one of the more iconic plays of the season for me just because it was so amazing. But the, the game against the Bucks, when Chris Middleton caught it for the game-winning shot and he went to turn around and, and shoot it and yeah. saw Rudy was right there and ended up. <laughs> he landed with the ball. He landed with he the just, ball. I just get travel. It was a game winning. It was a game Possible game-winning shot. Like, take a hook shot or something. You know, anything to get the ball up. Anything else. But the fact that his reaction was basically to wet his pants after he turned around and saw Rudy. It just it, that, that play will, will stand out in my mind for yeah. the entire season. And that, that Beal play had a little bit of it where he's like, all right, I'm going to go get an easy bucket in the yeah. paint. And oh. had been all game long right. getting easy buckets. Rudy's amazing. You're, you're 100% right. All right, coming up next, we'll hopefully get you some sound from the locker room. Uh, we'll get you tonight's assist feature. We'll get to the three-point takeover. Lots to do. Ben Anderson, Jake Scott with you. Want to remind you to go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final tonight, the Jazz beat the Wizards 127-116 here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, Ben Anderson of KSL Sports. The Jazz beat the Wizards 127-116. Their se- uh, what is it now, Ben? Ninth consecutive Nine. victory uh, for the Utah Jazz. Hey, the Jazz are in the second seed in the West right now. And the 14th out of 15? I mean, uh, this run, uh, granted against... Uh, you know, teams with a less than 500 record, but you know this is the NBA, Ben. If you don't, uh, if you don't get out and play each and every night, let alone on a night where you don't have your your number one offensive player, uh, you very easily lose. The Nuggets lost at home at home yesterday to the the Exumless Cleveland Cavaliers. I oh say no, because he had one good game. But uh, you know, y- you lose. Denver lost to this Washington Wizards team. Yep. Without Bradley Beal, 
the Celtics lost to this Washington Wizards game without Bradley Beal. The Jazz were without Donovan Mitchell and won their ninth in a row and didn't do it because the Wizards had a bad game. Yeah. I mean, the Jazz absolutely imposed their will in the second half on this team and, and got the victory. I think it, it's such a compliment to their uh, to the Jazz leadership. And, and speaking of Joe and Rudy and uh, and certainly Donovan Mitchell, but you remember back to the, the, the Darren Booze years, Ben, when Darren Williams wasn't interested in the game, which happened fairly frequently... The whole team wasn't interested in the game, and they played like it. And thus, that that version of the Utah Jazz never had an above 500 road record. It was the darndest thing. They were uh, terrific at home, terrible on the road, and they lose to these just dreadful teams that yep. they had no business losing to. And it was basically, in my opinion, because Darren Williams sometimes thought, oh, I can just sleepwalk through this one. And he was good enough that he could. Yeah. But the rest of the team, they struggled. This Jazz team, uh, they played hard tonight. They weren't winning in the first half, and the defense wasn't going well, but they were playing hard. Yeah, let me – the only – caveat i'd say is i think the jazz sleepwalked for the first 30 minutes of this game yeah, probably and true. then they flipped the switch and that's what was impressive is that this team knew how to flip the switch without donovan mitchell who is the ultimate switch flipper on this team now not that he doesn't play hard every possession but the jazz in the fourth quarter turned to donovan and he says okay i'm a superstar and he's a superstar right he doesn't do it all four quarters because you can't but he turns into an insane person in the fourth quarter and wins the jazz games they found a way to do that without donovan mitchell that's a sign of a really good basketball team. Pretty amazing. All right, let's uh, check out your assist feature, proudly sponsored by Larry H. Miller Dealerships throughout the Utah Jazz season. Larry H. Miller Dealerships donating $50 for each assist to Larry H. Miller Charities. We are driven by you. The Jazz tonight uh, with 24 assists, uh, led by Joe Ingles, who had nine. Uh, Manuel Moutier had five. But David had a a really interesting uh, stat during the first half because Booner was uh, talking about how assists might not be all that important tonight without Donovan. But David said, uh, drop this on us, uh, Ben, the Jazz were 17, now 18, and 2 when they have over 22 assists as a team. You know what's funny? I just, I'm looking this up because this is what I'm writing about at kslsports.com. Uh, the Jazz are 25th in the NBA in, in assists per game. Hmm. For as good a shooting team as they are and for as much as Quinn is that, you know, as we talk about the swing-swing pass or just that ball flying around the perimeter to find open three-pointers, you would think there would be a lot of assists. There's really not on this team. There's only, they only average 22 assists a game. And without Mike Conley and without Donovan Mitchell tonight, they were missing 40% of their assists mm. as far as an average goes right. for the season. That's pretty remarkable. And then, yeah, they found a way to do it tonight. And, and when the ball moves... The Jazz are not going to lose. Yeah, and, and you know I've heard uh, Coach Lacombe talk with you in post games too because he, he, that's what he looks for. He looks for passing, and you've talked about that. Jazz move the ball well, and they're just they're just incredibly hard to beat. You know, it's an interesting point you make about assists because with Quinn Snyder's system, you you might not get John Stockton fourteen assists from one guy uh, on a nightly basis. Like it's just not he's not the one-two game where you let the air out of the ball and then get it into the post and rack up an assist. It's just not what they do. But usually you get a lot of assists from a variety of players because the ball's popping and whoever's got the best shot will normally pull up and take it. And this year it's been a little funny that way because the assists have been down and the turnovers have been up. And tonight, 24 assists is a really good number as you talk about, and they only had 11 turnovers. So, uh, you know, maybe that's something that's kind of quietly working itself out. Yeah, absolutely. And and rightfully so and I've been so impressed and one thing I love to do Jake is when I'm watching a road game I love to watch the opposing broadcast and if you have league pass you have the ability to do this it's it's a cool feature you can hear what other broadcasters announcers say about the team right and it's so interesting I was watching the Hornets broadcast and they were talking about how 
bad Jordan. They were laughing at Jordan Clarkson when he got an assist, saying it must be foreign to him because he has no idea what an assist is. I mean, they were just laughing at the idea that he could pass the ball. I'm just like, that. that is where the Jazz are. Again, have been so good. We talked about this with Ray John Tucker in the pregame show. The Jazz know how to find things in players that maybe not every team pulls out of them or mines out of these players. And, and Quinn Snyder utilizes it as an asset. As opposed to just like, well, we know Jordan Clarkson can score, so we're going to give him 15 isolation opportunities. They're like, the Jazz put him coming out of a timeout, meaning Quinn Snyder, after a timeout, drew up a play where Jordan Clarkson was going to draw attention and kick the ball to Rudy Gobert, and he did it perfectly. That That's really good attention to detail that you see from a guy's game, and that's that's not just Quinn Snyder. I mean, that's the Jazz personnel that scouts on the road of saying, this guy can do this, and he, do, and he is not giving an opportunity enough to get it done. All right, let's go back to D.C., where Boyan Bogdanovich is talking to the media. It's just we, we kind of guard the guard difference, pick and roll. We lead, uh, we let Rudy to to switch on the, on their guards. They hit a, a lot of lot of mid range jumpers in the, in the first half, and then with the with the Rudy presence in a, in the second half was 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 huge for us. What's it like to have so many guys on this team that can handle the ball down the stretch in any situation, and for the opponents too? You know, to, to have these kind of weapons. I mean, it's 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 amazing for us to have uh, to have this uh, unselfish group like I mentioned. A lot of ball ball handler so we can we can pick the guy who we wanna who we wanna attack and then what's again whoever steps whoever stepped on the floor tonight gave us gave us something so what did you think about overall just the guard play without Donovan Mitchell especially the first time down the stretch to be without him and what you guys did I mean just just mental toughness we did and uh, we shared the ball even uh, even on, on the third quarter when we was when we was 16 16 down we kind of stick with uh, with uh, with how we played for 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 whole season even even without without Donovan and, 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 and a huge win for us. Well, yeah, what's allowed you guys to play such good offense, especially the past 15 games? Our unselfishness, and then like like I mentioned before, a lot of lot of good ball handlers, the guys that are willing willing passers, and, and then we are we, we have a lot of lot of good shooters around the perimeters, and then Rudy, one of the best roller in a, in the leagues, gave us gave us pace and an opportunity to attack. Is there any difference in the way you guys are playing right now than maybe the you know, first 20 games of the season. It was a lot of lot of new guys, so of course that we need a need a time to to adjust. But we are we are progressing. We are getting better every single game, and and, and then even without, like I said, without without Donovan and Mike, we we share the ball like like we does with with them. All right, welcome back to DC. Um, Bradley Beal question for you. You obviously have seen him. You played with him. How have you seen his game evolve over the years? What's like sort of the biggest challenge now when you're kind of defending him? I mean, he's 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 he become great great playmaker for for all all these guys. He was when I was here, he was he was kind of scorer because they had a, they had John handle ball a lot, and now he he become great great playmaker. I mean, he's amazing person, and then an unselfish guy on, on, on a basketball court. You mentioned the amazing person as a teammate. What stands out to you about him as a as a play, as a person as a leader? I mean, he's just trying to be a leader, trying to help all all the young guys. I was it was it was great for me to have him in a in a locker room for those couple couple months that I was here. All right, there you go. That was Boyan Bogdanovich led the way for the Jazz tonight. Thirty one points on twelve of 23 shooting. Want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback, available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. We'll have more for you straight ahead as the Jazz beat the Wizards 127-116 right here on the Jazz Radio Network.
Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Jake Scott, Ben Anderson. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Ben, let's get to tonight's three-point takeover, sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Uh, Jazz, of course, have been the best three-point shooting team in the league as of late, and tonight they were okay, Ben. 10 of 30. Probably like to see the makes and attempts up a little bit. Uh, obviously shooting 33%, but you know that's on a night without Donovan Mitchell, who is uh, responsible for um, you know, at least a portion of their three-point shots on a nightly basis. And, you know, they kind of took what they can get. And uh, the Wizards were not interested whatsoever in playing perimeter defense and getting beat quite a bit. And thus probably the three-pointers uh, down a little bit. Uh, really impressive, Jake, that you can have a poor shooting night from the number one three-point shooting team in the NBA and win like the Jazz did. Right. That's really hard to do because the saying, live by the three, die by the three, it's not true because everyone lives by the three. If you're a good three-point shooting team or you take a lot, you're going to win games. But occasionally you're going to have bad shooting nights because there is a certain randomness to shooting the ball. Sure. And the Jazz had a bad shooting night tonight and they won on the road without their best offensive player. It's just, it's a very... It's a testament to how good this team is playing right now. You know what? In in this streak, you know, nine in a row, but but specifically fourteen out of fifteen. How many different ways have the Jazz won ball games? And that was a real problem early in the season. Is if Donovan Mitchell, if they took away Donovan Mitchell and some of the things the Jazz like to do, they were dead in the water. I mean, we've seen games where Bogdanovich posting people up of all things has has won games. Certainly, Rudy's defensive effort has won multiple games in this uh, in this streak. The bench has won games. Jordan Clarkson's won games. Jordan Clarkson's won yep. games. I mean, you. you you know, Donovan Mitchell has, has taken over in one game single-handedly. I'm thinking when he went toe-to-toe with Kawhi Leonard. I mean, yep. it, it's it's pretty it's pretty impressive that they're able to win these games differently, and they're certainly not a one-trick pony. And I actually think that's one thing Jordan Clarkson has, has certainly given them is where, you know, you got to pay attention to a bunch of different stuff. What's that? Uh, what's that movie with with Owen Wilson where um, um, he throws out? Uh, 50 degrees of smoke or whatever. It's uh, the one where he's obsessed with Lance Armstrong. You know what I'm talking about, Adrian? Okay. No, one, no one's seen that movie, Terrible Jake. reference since I can't even get it right. Moving on. Uh, but yeah, you, me, and Dupree. Thank all you right, very much, it. Adrian. Thank you. After my poor description. You know, Gordon does that to me all the time where yeah. he's like, what's the name of that, uh, you know, that actor who did the movie? You know, that, that one movie. Uh, but anyway, they have a lot of... <laughs> It's got the hair. Long, stupid, winded way of uh, saying, yeah, yeah they've, they, they've won games a lot of different ways. Do you ways. remember last year, if Donovan wasn't great, the Jazz lost. It was over. <laughs> he didn't play in this game tonight, you know, and he was, he was bad the other night. Like, he was fine. He had a good distributing first half. But in the past, if he had gone two for nine, A, he would have gone two for 24. Right. Because they needed him to shoot 13 or 15 more shots, I guess, in that, in that situation. That's just the growth of this team. And, I mean, that is what you've done in the offseason. I, I saw Bobby Marks, who used to be the GM for the, the Nets on Twitter. He's great. He's a for, great follower. He's great. Yeah. He's uh, said, you know, Jazz traded Exum for uh, for Jordan Clarkson, and they've won eight straight. This was before tonight. He says there's nothing wrong with hitting a single in uh, at the trade deadline or before the trade deadline in a trade. And, and saying that the – I just – Getting Jordan Clarkson was not a single. I mean, that that's a yeah. triple right now, you know, and we'll see what happens. I mean, he's going to try and get a bunch of money this offseason, and the way he's playing is going to get it, and we'll see if the Jazz can pay him or not. They might not be able to, but that that is a savvy and in-season trade, as I've seen an NBA team make for a team that it wasn't like the Cavaliers were blowing it up. The Cavaliers are bad, already bad, and the Jazz didn't give up. Like, I don't want to say they didn't give up anything in Exum. They they you know, basically tanked the whole season to get the number five overall pick and draft him and they valued him and paid him. 
But a trade that comes in and changes your identity that much? I mean, I can't remember many in the NBA that happened in season. Now, of course, trading for Kawhi, they won a championship. I don't remember that happening very much in the NBA. In season, In yeah. season. It just basically never happens. I mean, it, it, in jazz history, they traded for Jeff Hornacek, Hornacek in the middle of the season, which was pretty impactful. But they didn't go to the finals until, what, the next year? No. Right. Was it the next year they went to the Western, Western Conference Finals, Finals that then, year and yeah. then got bounced the next year and then I think went to the Finals yeah, year after that. I, I, th- I think you're right. Um, all right, let's look ahead to the uh, Brooklyn Nets real quick here, uh, Tuesday night's opponent for the Jazz. Uh, Kyrie Irving is back, Ben. Uh, your thoughts on, on what to look for uh, in that matchup? Going to be really tough and hopefully Donovan is healthy and ready to go and that was part of sitting him in this game was making sure he'd be 100%. And he's a warrior. You know, He's going to go out there and play hard and, and if he's ready to play and I'm sure he'll be feeling better, hopefully, uh, the Jazz should expect to have him back but Kyrie's just dangerous he's very Bradley Beal-esque not in the style of play but he can go off for 35 or 40 any night and Bradley Beal was amazing in the first half Mm -hmm. tonight and then obviously ran out of gas I'm sure he just does not have the lungs after missing as many games as he's had Uh, and and actually Kyrie's back tonight for the Brooklyn Nets we'll have to see how he plays but that's a tough game and the Jazz have a couple of stumbling blocks ahead of them, potential stumbling blocks. At Brooklyn, who they're going to probably make the playoffs in the East, they're in the 7th or 8th spot right now. And then at New Orleans is a really tough game as well. We just saw how tough that was for the Jazz a few nights ago. You just These streaks are so hard to maintain, and eventually the ball catches up to you and randomness catches up to you because you've had some randomness in your favor as well. Uh, so this is going to be really tough, but look, the Jazz are playing well, and... Any given night, another player will step up and play well. And it was Jordan Clarkson tonight and Emmanuel Moutier. And the other night against the Knicks, it was Emmanuel Moutier, and the Jazz blew him out. And Rudy's going to be Rudy. And if Donovan's out there, you can count on Donovan being great. And then Boyan's going to give you 20 to 30 points a night. I mean, he's just... The Jazz don't have a lot of question marks, Mm. you know? And it's amazing. And even their biggest question mark might be Tony Bradley, and I thought he was really good in the second half, especially in the third quarter. Or I should say early in the fourth quarter. All right, we want to say big thanks to Lock and Boone. Terrific job calling the game as usual. The broadcast assistants who worked with us tonight, thanks to Adrian Leiser, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to the title sponsor of the postgame show, Mark Miller Subaru. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, uh, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at Mark Miller Subaru.com. And of course, Ben, uh, thanks to you, my friend. It's always fun hanging out with you. It's a nice Sunday afternoon watching a little basketball. Well, not bad. You're good Sunday buddies. Yeah, not bad. It's nice to have a Sunday friend. You know, people, uh, Adrian and I were talking about this uh, the other day. People are uh, talking about, oh, they're playing on Sunday. I like Sunday games. Nice casual well, atmosphere. It's bad because they lose every Sunday game. The last one we did was the Raptors. Oh, game. right. They, where they always were down 40 lose and Sunday games. And this felt like that. Yep. Quinn Snyder even said it. East Coast game. Matinee at the beginning of a three-game road trip. I mean, this game has the makings of a blowout and much less pulling Donovan out of the game. Right. You know, this is a game the Jazz have lost historically, and they won, and it's it's a, really, it's a sign of how good they are. Our next broadcast, coming your way Tuesday night. The Jazz will be in Brooklyn to take on Kyrie Irving and the Nets. That game will tip off at 5.30. Pre-game coverage here on the Jazz Radio Network begins at 4.30. Uh, until then... We'll talk to you. Your final score from uh, Washington tonight. The Jazz beat the Wizards 127-116 to right here on the Jazz Radio Network.